This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Future Podcast, the Think Future Podcast. Once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California, the innovation capital of the world. Still haven't decided if I want to add that to everything. We're talking innovation startups, the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. It's show number 66. I wonder if I did I introduce myself? My name is Chris Kalabukas. I forget if I introduced myself or not. Show number 66, palindromic show number. I always like to highlight the palindromic show numbers. Don't ask me why. And today we're talking a little bit about the reason why startups fail. Now, I've read a lot of articles on why startups fail. And there seems to be a pattern. <laughs> about why startups fail. The number one reason why startups fail. It's the same. It's always the exact same thing. You know, it never ceases to amaze me when they fail and the founders are crying in their beers that most of the time they just didn't get the fact that nobody probably really needed or wanted the thing they were selling. Right? It's the product. I mean, when I was a kid, one of, the, one of the many major points my dad made with me, one really stuck out. Back when I was thinking about going into the technology business, this was pre-internet days, I was discussing with him my future career plans, and I told him I was going to go into computers. Because that's what you said back then. You didn't say, I'm going into technology, I'm going to computers. And he said, don't do that. No, don't do that. Computers are a fad. You should get into real estate or even be a barber. <laughs> I know. A barber, right? So as a young, you know, semi-stupid know-it-all, I thought to myself, why would I ever want to be a barber? So when I asked why, I got, well, you know, everyone needs their hair cut, and everyone needs a house. But not everybody needs a computer. So in his way, I realized later... He was basically saying, do something which is always in demand. Address a need, not a want. For the longest time, I thought computers were a need. And now the internet is a need. But the question is, do people really need what you're selling? You know, since the startup media is so positively focused, it's usually few and far between when we see a story on the failure of a startup. So typically, the only time we see that kind of story is when something really high-profile fails. I mean, there's plenty of low-profile failures out there. I mean, one of the reasons why they may have failed is because of the low-profile. 
So you you have to understand that the startup press themselves probably kills more startups simply by not giving them press. You know, if you if you think of think of the difference between say, uh, you know, a, a typical app that you come across that you use every day that's really really good that you just sort of found, and something like Yo, right? If you ask me, Yo is kind of like the dumbest app ever, but yet it got funding and it got a ton of press, and it still goes on, even though you could probably argue that there's thousands of other startups out there that are dead because they didn't get any press, therefore it didn't get any traction. You know, these things fail for the same reason almost all startups fail. Nobody really needed what they were selling. I mean, sometimes they, people go back and say, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't get funding, or we didn't do this, or we didn't do that. But the re- the, if you sort of core the reason back to the very beginning, it's typically traction. It's typically customers. Nobody really wanted what they were selling. And it's also kind of this strategy of the, if this for then that startups, you know, like Uber for flowers, or Netflix for books, or something like that. Just because something worked for Uber and Airbnb doesn't mean it'll work for flowers or house cleaning or anything else. I'm talking about HomeJoy, of course. That's another big fail that happened just a little while ago. Of course, if they looked at my five ways to build a billion-dollar startup post, hint, hint, check out thinkfuture.com for that one, they would have realized that if they didn't hit all five points, or even most of them, sure, they may have covered point three, laziness, but were they letting people be helpful, free, combat waste or go up against an established order? No. If you think about it, it's not just startups. It's everything. I mean, let's say you're not in a startup. Let's say you're just in a regular business and you're having trouble selling your product. If you're having trouble selling it, just take a good, long, hard look at the product and say to yourself, and you may even need to hire an outside agency to do this, as you are probably too invested in the product to do this yourself, do people really need this? Is this worth buying? Is this really worth the cost we're selling it for? It all comes down to the product. Not the salespeople, not the marketing people, not the people. If the product, (laughs) even the most talented salespeople no matter how many doors they bang on, no matter how many phone calls they make, no matter how many emails they send, no matter how much marketing happens, they can't sell a turd, no matter how shiny it's polished. If the product sucks, then no amount of sales or marketing or visibility can move it. None. So that's why you have to ask yourself, you have to take a good, long, hard look at your product and say, does anyone really need this and if they don't maybe it's time to pivot maybe it's time to look at something else and I think that's what happens to a lot of startups they basically say oh this is a good idea this is and and as a matter of fact this is in a lot of if you think about a lot of startups stories it's they addressed their own need the founders had their own need the founder said, oh man, I really need somebody to clean my house. And there's plenty of people out there who clean houses, so 
let me set up a <clears throat> let me do a startup that helps me find somebody to clean my house. And then if you actually go out there, I mean, and of course, you know, maybe they're introverts, who knows, maybe they don't want to go out and talk to people, but if you actually go out there and find out how people typically get housekeepers, they just ask their friends and say, hey, do you know someone? Do you know someone who uh, cleans homes well? And they would go, yeah, I know, so-and-so, such-and-such. And they'd get personal recommendations from their friends, right? That's how it's always been. Is that how HomeJoy worked? No. It tried to do something that really was unnecessary. Something people, it was a nice to have, but it was only for a small sliver of the population. It's not something that people really needed. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do something that people really need. Maybe if it's a very small niche of people who need it, then maybe you can make enough money to get by. But the question is, how hard do you want to make it? I mean, I was part of a startup once where um founder had this idea, and we talked over the idea, and I said to myself, you know what? This is a great idea. It was a customer service idea. It was a great idea, fantastic idea. But the problem is, is that it was to improve customer service for the customer, which is great. But if you're on the flip side... If you talk to the companies that provide the customer service, they're not stupid. You know, they can provide better customer service. They can do a lot better when it comes to customer service. They just don't think it's worthwhile. They don't think it's worth spending the money to improve their customer service to that point where the customers will say, great, customer service, dude. They don't think it's worthwhile. So they wouldn't spend money to buy this particular product because customer service is a cost center. So you have to understand the market that you're going after, do they really need what you're selling? Even if it's the best idea in the world, if they don't really need it, no one's going to buy it. In fact, that's one of the beauties of the world today is that you can spend very little money, relatively very little money, throw out a prototype into the world, see if it catches fire, and if it doesn't, pivot or shut it down, do something else. So yeah, it's all about the product. Does anyone really need it? If not, then that's your answer why startups fail. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think Future. Future. <laughs>